This is a podcast by The Straits Times and Money FM 89.3. And the week began with a grand expose thanks to a massive leak of financial documents linking some of the most prominent leaders and even celebrities to secret stores of wealth. The Pandora Papers, published by several major news organizations on Sunday, was a dump of more than 11.9 million records, totaling almost three terabytes of data. The papers are linked to about 35 current and former national leaders, as well as more than 330 politicians and public officials in 91 countries and territories. And of course, no doubt, there are some Southeast Asian members of the elite that have been implicated. We're going to be finding out more about what ASEAN's reaction to this revelation is. Back home, uh, the the new Foreign Interference Act or FICA, that has been making waves. It was passed in Parliament late on Monday. The idea behind it is it's aimed at countering foreign interference in domestic affairs. It also allows authorities to order social media sites and internet providers to disclose user information or block content that they deem hostile. And of course, give government powers to act against local proxies. The question is, could Singapore have set the precedent for foreign interference laws in regional countries as well? Uh, And on to foreign interference of a different kind. Malaysia has summoned its uh, Chinese envoy after Chinese vessels entered its maritime economic zone off the coast of Sabah and Sarawak. Of course, that's in the disputed South China Sea. This is the second time that Malaysia has made such a move, the first being in June, uh, which saw the country scrambling fighter jets to intercept Chinese military aircraft in the area. Question is, how have these incursions affected what's seen as usually warm relations between Kuala Lumpur and Beijing? To talk about these headlines with us, we're joined now by Leslie Lopez, regional correspondent at The Straits Times. Good morning, Leslie. Good morning, Marcy. Good morning, Elliot. Now, Leslie, let's start with the Pandora Papers. What has been the impact of this saga on Southeast Asia? Dozens of influential Asians, including ruling party politicians, are among thousands of people around the world linked to offshore companies or trusts. Let's be specific about who among them in this region have been mentioned in this leak. And of course, what secret wealth really are they hiding? How are they responding to all of this? Well, you know, those... Uh, mentioned in Malaysia, for example, include uh, former finance minister Daim Zainuddin, who you know is known to have extensive business interests for for many decades in the country. And we have current finance minister Tunku Zafrul, and you know other personalities such as AMLO president uh, Zaid Hamidi. And in Indonesia, there is coordinating minister Lut Panjit Jaitat who's also been mentioned. You know, I think we have to be careful here because owning or having uh, BV, so-called BVI companies in these offshore tax savings is, no, is not really an offense. I think what we really need to be careful, uh, we really need to know is actually the money flows. Are these money flows illicit from illicit gains? And so until we can see or have a clearer picture about money flows of these financial movements, it is difficult, actually, to to suggest that uh, any of these things are illegal. But of course, in a in a region where you know politics and business intertwine, it is it really raises clearly eyebrows all over the place about 
how these wealths were generated and, you know, were there, were they a result of so-called political dividends, you know, you know, resulting from, you know, governments awarding projects and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Leslie, if we were to take a planned view of uh, our region or even ASEAN, uh, what are governments uh, in the region doing or or responding? How are they responding with regards to addressing these uh, papers? In Malaysia, for example, uh, opposition leader Anwar Ibrahim has called for parliament to debate it. In other locations like Indonesia, ministers who have been named have come out to um, respond and say that you know not, there's nothing illegal to all of this. I'm sure uh, there will be uh, more public discussion about this. But one thing I think we can be assured of: in times when governments are trying to raise revenue following the health crisis, the inland revenue departments in all these countries are going to be active and certainly looking into this financial structures, you know, uh, held by very prominent people. This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us. And now, back to our podcast episode. Let's turn now to Singapore's FICA, which was just passed into law on Monday. This, of course, aims to tackle foreign interference in domestic affairs, Leslie. But what implications could this have on the wider region in terms of how the other ASEAN countries uh, react to it? Might they follow suit? Well, you know, I'm sure they will. Countries will be looking at this and to and maybe try and uh, formulate similar laws in this area. We know that after Singapore passed the anti-fake news laws in 2019, several countries, including Malaysia, actually uh, followed suit too. So I think uh, surely countries are going to be looking at uh, the possibility of this. But you know, given that the way politics. Uh, in the region, particularly in countries like you know Malaysia, Thailand, how they're percolating at this point. It is going to be, I mean, you're going to see, uh, I'm sure, public backlash on how much of powers argument uh, is the government trying to get on deciding what is foreign interference. It is certainly going to be a controversial topic that will involve a lot of public debate. So I think governments which are facing some kind of uh, clearly a public backlash in ways to how they've been handling the pandemic or how the economy is, is playing out. It is going to, you're going to see opposition to this, but uh, that's not going to stop governments from possibly looking at similar laws in this region. Uh, Leslie, a bit of an off-the-cuff question, if you don't mind. Uh, is there anything to read into the timing of such a law being passed? I mean, we have speculated the potential for other countries to follow suit, right? But we are at a time where globally we can... It does feel a little bit divided in that sense. Well, yes, you know, I mean, you know, let's take the US elections, you know. Yeah. Um, at, um, during Trump, you know, uh, there was Russian involvement and, mm-hmm. you know, it became a very big... Very, very big issue. So I'm sure governments are going to are going to look at this, and I think there is a need to look at this, given that you know there's so much of uh, interest in this region now with uh, with China expanding its 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 role. So I think you're going to need governments are going to argue and perhaps successfully that you need this kind of laws. But of course, uh, they need to be passed in a considered fashion with the proper public debate and parliamentary debates in the various countries. I think that was something that was discussed in Singapore as well. So doing it in a rush may not be the right thing to do anyway. Exactly. Um, Yeah. 
Since we are talking about foreign interference, let's uh, move into talking about foreign interference of a slightly different kind. Uh, Malaysia had Chinese vessels enter its maritime economic zone near Sabah and Sarawak. This, of course, is the second time that Malaysia has had to face an incursion from Beijing. Uh, How do you think Malaysia will respond to this? How might it affect the relationship, Malaysia-China relations, which actually usually are quite friendly? Yes, actually, the relations are pretty warm. But I think we, um, Malaysia had no choice, Kuala Lumpur for, uh, had no choice but to state, make a stand on these incursions, particularly because, you know, they're occurring in Sabah and Sarawak. As uh, you may recall, that Sabah and Sarawak are demanding for greater control over their, over their resources and also greater political autonomy, actually. So I think Kuala Lumpur had no choice because the incursions occurred in these two, uh, in the waters of these two states. Given domestic politics the way they are, they had to summon the Chinese envoy. This is, I think, but this doesn't take us away from the generally warm relations between the two countries. Both countries are very, very take great strains to you know to show that relations remain warm despite all of uh, these incursions, particularly in the South China Sea. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're on the line this morning with our Straits Times regional correspondent, Leslie Lopez. Leslie, uh, final piece, uh, and for this one, we turn our attention to the Philippines, uh, something I'm personally interested in. The uh, election for the presidency, Rodrigo Duterte, is stepping aside. Uh, what's the latest here? It's been about a week, uh, and plus it's been about a week since uh, Mani Pacquiao retired from boxing. I'm seeing opinion pieces online that some voters, especially overseas voters, Philippines, Filipino voters can't see him as anything more than a boxer. Oh dear. <laughs> well, you know, he's he's popular, but clearly there are there are, there are a number of surprises in the upcoming polls. We've got former dictator Ferdinand Marcos' son who's who's has already announced that he'll be running for the presidency. Uh, we've got Duterte's daughter Ooh. who's also announced that she'll be running for the presidency. So I think we, we're heading for some very exciting times in the Philippines in the run-up to the elections next year. And, you know, it's it's going to be one one major party, you know, in, in how, how elections are in, 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 in the Philippines. I'm just waiting for, you know, for travel to resume. It'll be great to cover this contest. Yeah, It's starting yeah. to sound like a celebrity fest, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it is. Leslie, appreciate your time. We've been speaking with Leslie Lopez, regional correspondent for The Straits Times. You take care and stay safe, yeah? Thanks, Leslie. The Asian Insider Podcast channel is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us.